Hello and welcome. It's Monday and Motivational Monday by Jim and Lucy. And today it's by Jim, Lucy, and our special guest from Australia, Peter Anthony. Hello, Peter. G'day, listeners. Good morning. Great to be here. Well, it's good to have you here. Well, it's morning for you. It's almost night for us. Yes. <laughs> That's the interesting part that on our podcast, we can connect almost any part of the globe today. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? You can jump on a Zoom or jump on a, a call and talk to anyone in the world anytime. It's really extraordinary, isn't it? Yes. It, you know, I my grandmother told me that when they used Zoom about 150 years ago, it was a lot different. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, he's always like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Peter, I've read your website, went through your website, and you know everything about collaborative conversations. Is that correct? Yes, it is. It, I wouldn't say everything, Lucy, but I've spent the last 20 years specializing on it. Uh, so I probably know more than most. And uh, what I know is that uh, if I can give one recommendation to your listeners, it is um, to have more conversations and uh, when they have conversations, um, have them in a, a collaborative spirit. And we can talk about what that means, but it will make a demonstrable change to their lives once they do that. So why is it so important? I mean, we all tend to keep looking for ways, I would say, to be uh, accepted by others, by society, by family, by friends, anywhere, school, university, yeah. work environment, even going out, talk to people and we enjoy it. Why is that? Well, it's, it's interesting because if you look at some of the most recent Pew research uh, in the US, they found that we've never been more polarized and less likely to agree with people that we're talking to. And alongside that, there's Apple research, which from 2006 has shown that we spend less and less time having conversations with each other. And when we do, they're shorter. So we have less conversations, they're shorter, and we're less likely to change our minds as a result. And I think that's one of the reasons why there's an epidemic of depression and anxiety right around the world now. It's because we're not as connected as we were, and we're getting less and less connected I think it's the essence of our humanity and our spirit to talk to each other and be social beings. And there is a, a way of having those conversations, which is a collaborative conversation that creates some magic. Hence, I called my book Collaborative the magic of collaborative conversations, because it's like abracadabra, magic. And it's not that hard. It's, it's, it's actually very human and very real and a great thing to encourage people to do. Well, it's kind of interesting that the, the more the more I read and speak to people about how lonely they are, how much how disenchanted they are with their life, how lonely they are, no matter how much money they make and so on. And yet somehow having those collaborative conversations are the one thing that seem that can uh, almost eliminate that, can make us feel more belonging and comfortable. Yeah. But we issue it and we go to social media and we're still lonely because all those little exactly. there. Yeah. I think, think you're right, Jim. I think social media is more alienating than anything else. I mean, if you look at it, whatever your favorite um, application is, whether you're looking at TikTok or Facebook or Instagram, we're always seeing like airbrushed versions of people's lives and it can make you feel a lot worse. 
And that's yeah. not having a conversation. That's just, that's seeing someone else's images. It's not really relating to anyone. And in lots of ways, I feel that makes us more anxious and less connected the more time we spend on social media. That's that's my personal view. Yes. Well, I think the surprising yeah. thing about the pandemic that we have not realized, many of us, I mean, I'm a self-millennial. I prefer digital communication. And <laughs> I used to like rely on emails and chat the most. And I get, when I get distracted by the phone call, it was like almost annoying. But even those of us who have been completely digital realized that without that connection, personal connection, like after lockdown, we are like, we're lost. We don't feel well. We don't do well. Yeah. Yeah. So collaboration. That's exactly right. What is yeah. that? That's absolutely, Lucy. I was, I was looking at some research from, from Lumina Learning just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, they are world leaders in psychometrics and, and measuring personality. And what they found was that um, now, as compared to, to pre-COVID or, or pre-lockdown, uh, we're more introverted, we're more depressed, we're more anxious, and we're more pessimistic than we were before. So yes. we're less likely to be connecting and having conversations with each other now than we were pre-COVID. Um, so, and a lot of people have got that, like a hangover, like a, a COVID hangover, if you like, from the yeah. isolation. Yeah. So we, we get reconditioned. We got reconditioned. And uh, I've got a view that in some ways governments like to keep us a bit scared. Uh, scared <laughs> of wars, scared of pandemics, scared of depressions, or <laughs> economic downturns. So I think we're easier to govern when we're scared. Uh, the trouble is when we're scared, we get the stress response kicks in and we we retreat from, from physical contact and, and people. Uh, and which makes it makes the anxiety worse. Because if I mean the, the way that stress response works is it's it's meant to take us away from a physical threat, um, but it's it's an emotional and psychological threat we're talking about here. So it it makes it makes it more alienating for people, particularly for younger people. And I've got three young daughters and uh, they find it challenging because they're having less social contact than they, they had in my, in my generation. Yes. So I'm sounding very pessimistic here, guys. <laughs> no, not, not at all. So when people call you in, what, has to ha what usually happens in their life? Uh, what usually most of most of the time I'm working in a commercial environment, so I'm I'm either working with uh, with coaching senior executives or working working with teams. Uh, but what I find is that uh, when people come to work, um, they often um, put on a like a work persona, yes. if you like, and they often won't share a lot of the concerns and anxieties that they have. Uh, and that creates stress in and by itself because they've got a home persona or a real persona and they come to work and, and they change. They become something a little different. So when people call me and they're looking, they're looking to build better relationships, either that's internally in an organisation, like, say, working with a, a big finance department, helping them connect better internally with stakeholders or working with organisations that want to connect better with customer relationships. It can be any, any commercial relationship. They call me in to help them build that, build that that collaborative spirit, if you like, with each other and also with external stakeholders or external customers. Does that make sense, Jim? Yes. You mentioned personas. So, what is it that makes uh, 
I'm thinking in terms now of the personal persona and the public persona, as you mentioned. And I'm wondering yeah, what yeah. is, it, yeah. So I'm wondering what is it that makes. I mean, it sounds like our uh, our self talk, our, the the discussions yeah, we yeah. have among ourselves somehow, is not adequate enough for us to want or even know how to present it publicly. You know, we do such a good job of making sure we're presented perfectly in front of everybody else. Sometimes not a good job with ourselves. Yeah, exactly. And if you look at, um, you're absolutely right, Jim, if you look at um, psychometrics that measure this, this sort of thing, usually the people that have the most stress at work and the most anxiety at work are people with the biggest difference between their underlying persona or how they really are and how they're turning up at work. And some people find it exhausting going to work because they've got to put on a face or just change so much because they feel like they're not good enough, smart enough, bright enough, tall enough, short enough, whatever enough is to do the job. And often those decisions are made quite young. Like you could be entering the workforce when you're quite young and you decide to adapt to an environment, but 10 or 20 years later, that might be quite different. So it's a huge challenge. And it's it, it's one that most people and organisations are facing. And as we mentioned, since COVID, it just made it worse because we're more isolated and more introverted and more anxious than we were pre-COVID. So how do we change that? Collaborative conversations. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. I mean, before it was quite easy. You talk and it's like left or right, uh, head tilt, and you know, you're listening, you understand, or I sympathize or something. <laughs> so what is now? What's different? Well, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I understand. <laughs> um, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that, Lucy, because I think the biggest myth that we have is that uh, we understand each other because very few people understand how you feel. And if someone says to me, Peter, I understand you, I say, do you really understand me? Do you really understand what it's like to be in my life? It'd be very unlikely. Uh, what a collaborative conversation, what I'm recommending is, number one, have more conversations. Just talk to people more. Reach out more. I'd, I'd say each day have a conversation that you could have that day that you, that you postponed. Just reach out and talk to somebody, call them, see them, have a coffee with them, catch up with them, whether it's a work relationship or a personal relationship, have more conversations. And secondly, make them collaborative, make them uh, demonstrably, deliberately collaborative so that uh, in, a, in a more commercial sense or in a more business sense, you're looking towards achieving more together. Uh, whatever that commercial relationship might look like, or it's a personal relationship, um, have one where you can you can build a really uh, lifelong and, and worthwhile friendship with the person. That's what I recommend. And so watch your life change. Watch your yes. life change. <laughs> well, you're 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 right because if you have this collaborative conversation, you don't have this angst where you're on Facebook or something, and someone is of a different political party or a different belief system, and you get upset. And yeah, now, yeah. You're, now you're willing to listen. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting with different belief systems because a lot of us, and that, that Pew Research was suggesting this, we're more polarised now, So we and social media uh, amplifies this. We tend to listen to the same voices and we're echoing our own voices. We're listening to podcasts, we're watching shows, Facebook groups, whatever, that echo what we're thinking already. Uh, what is often more useful is to step outside that and really understand how different people are thinking uh, and think, well, I'm, I'm really curious um, if I'm in a commercial setting, how are you thinking about this particular problem that you've got right now? Uh, I'm really curious to understand that or 
how do you view the world like that uh, and uh, build more of those bridges? Because you, you may just learn something. I mean, I mean, everyone changes opinions over time. I mean, over 10 or 20 or 30 years. I mean, some fundamental morals stay the same, but my taste in music and clothes and cars and holidays, a whole range of things has changed. And I'm fortunate that I've got a wife and three daughters to give me lots of advice on those things, Jim. <laughs> I, had four, I, had, free advice. I had three boys and one girl and i remember having one never never mind i i had, I had one friend that told me an executive that we talked about the boys at the house he said his wife was putting in a urinal instead of the bathroom <laughs> it, it, it's a scream. so so i'd say had had more uh had more conversation. I'd say each day that you wake up, think, what one extra conversation can I have today that I didn't have yesterday? Uh, so have more conversations. And when you have them, have them with a, um, a collaborative spirit. And um, we could go to this in a lot more depth. I mean, I, I look at intentions and also the moments that matter in conversations that make them more collaborative. And this is not something I made up. It's all evidence-based. It's got some good research behind it because we know that um, collaborative cultures work better, collaborative teams work better, collaborative marriages work better after the work of people like John Gottman. And we know that that a collaborative conversation uh, works for both parties because it's uh, you're better off, they're better off, and usually or often there's a, a pro-social outcome too, which can leave the environment or the society better off as a result of the conversation. And we all want to make a difference and make an impact. We all want to be happier. I mean, who, which of your listeners would say, I don't want to be happy, I'm happy enough. And if you look at the, the good positive psychology, it says the number one marker for happiness is relationships. Not just romantic relationships, but friendships and commercial relationships. And the number one marker for a successful relationship is a collaboration where you're both better off being together than apart. Yes, I would agree with that. So it, it's a, it's a no-brainer. And, yes. and you think you think you think of people that you really love, you, you, really great friends you love talking to. It, it's the conversation that you love the most, being around them and talking to them, or your partner having a great conversation with him or with her. It's it's yes. it's an awesome way to live. Absolutely. So yeah. we're going to have to talk about it, right? Yes, we're going to talk. We're going <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> well, that's a great insight. Thank you very much, Peter, for joining us. So, our dear listeners, please visit Peter's website. Go work with him. It's PeterAnthonyConsulting.com. You can find link in the description to this episode. Yes, I think this is this is something as Peter. This is something that's terribly important. Because uh, I can see how influential your work is in, in organizations as well, and people can take these uh, these uh, tips, strategies you've given them home, and apply it there as well, and then have a well-rounded lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. Just just wake up tomorrow morning. When you wake up tomorrow morning, uh, just think what one extra conversation going to have today that I didn't have yesterday. Who can I reach out to? Who can I talk to? Whether it's personally or professionally. And you do that every morning and watch your life dramatically turn around for the better. That's right. I can't thank you highly enough. I appreciate it so much. You're speaking to us today. Thank Pleasure. you for joining us. Lovely meeting you both. No, we, we, we like that too. And you know, I spoke to a guy in England one, 
recently and he said, I said, how's your day going? And he said, lovely. And I had never heard that before. And I, it threw me off because it's a word you don't hear in America very often. And I didn't know what, I didn't know how to respond when he said lovely day. But, but then later on- A lovely day. Oh, he said, yeah. he said, I said, how are you doing? He said, I'm doing lovely. And I thought, <laughs> that's, but see, that's language, isn't it? It is just language. It's interesting how like you move around different parts of the UK or different parts of the US and uh, language can change quite dramatically and what words mean can change quite dramatically too. In yes. Australia, it's pretty consistent because there's not that many people here. There's only 25 million people, but there's cities in the US with as many people as the whole of Australia. Yes. And the same as in the UK. And that's what I find curious. I, I like, I love being curious and thinking, I'm really curious about how you're feeling about that or why, how you describe it that way. Or I really enjoy meeting with people who have different paradigms to me because I'm really curious where that came from and how they're thinking. Yes. It makes, makes the world an interesting place. It does indeed, my friend. I'm so glad you're here today and thank you. <laughs> well, Peter, before we go, I have to yes. ask, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I have to ask, we recently watched the, some show or movie from Australia, I believe, made in Australia, and they used the word made in every sentence. Sure is it did. really like yes. that? Uh, yeah, yes, it is. it is. Not every sentence, not every sentence, but mateship is something that, that's very important here. Uh, and I think that's because we were, we were founded um, as a group of convicts from, from the UK. Uh, and it's a very harsh environment. There's the most dangerous spiders, the most dangerous jellyfish, the most dangerous sharks in the world are here. Uh, it's a it's a very and and so mateship and and uh, or collaboration, if you like, is a really important thing for us. So um, if if I mean if Jim if, if Jim was with me here, I'd say g'day mate, how are you? Or how are you mate? I'd be I call him my mate. Oh, and okay. I'd, I'd want to encourage mateship with him. It, not so much between women. Women don't say g'day, mate. It, it's more a more a male thing than a female thing. Okay, it's a mateship. So I, yeah. So I can say I'm yeah. gonna. I can say I'm gonna throw another shrimp on the barbie for you, mate. We we don't say shrimps on the barbie though. We do have barbies, but there's no shrimps on barbies. <laughs> See, that's an old, that's an old, that's an old commercial from what's his name. And I know an old Paul Hogan commercial advertising at promoting Australia. That was yeah. But we don't talk about we don't talk about shrimps. Uh, the, no, there's no. We have barbies, our barbecues, because this time of the year when it's nice and sunny. But we don't throw shrimps on. We'll throw a, a steak on. Really? Um, yeah, we have a lot more red meat than than um, seafood because seafood it, you only grill it for like a couple of minutes. Like you, you, you get a get a catch some fresh fish, you'll um, you'll skin it and debone it, and then you grill it for maybe two or three minutes with a little lemon and ginger. It's not going to take you forty five minutes to grill a fish, and it'd be like it'd be like cardboard. <laughs> yeah. You can also eat it raw, as the uh, uh, really lovely. If you get really fresh fish, you can eat it raw. It's beautiful and much more nutritious too, as well, the Japanese taught us. Yeah, well, but you guys are going to come here. If, if you do come to Australia, let me know, and I'll I'll, I'll um. I live in a place called Manly, and it's one of the most beautiful places in the world. It's absolutely gorgeous. Well, good. I like that. Yeah. We better see you here in our wild winter in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, I accept where you are in Calgary. Yes, we're in Calgary. I mean, you know, how cold was it the other morning? I was minus 24 Celsius, so Ooh. it can get much colder wow. than that. <laughs> wow, wow. 
the coldest I've felt was minus 12 in Chicago. Yes. And that, that was cold. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, we, use, we use a lot of uh, personal shoppers now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, here we get up in the morning, or my friends and I get up in the morning and we jump in the ocean and swim for a couple of k's. Uh, it's, um, it's, it's like 30 degrees Celsius for us. Really? I don't know what, what, what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's, it's beautiful and warm. Yeah. That's, that's very so, cold. Yes. Very cold. I, I could not live in Calgary. I, I could not. I can't handle the cold. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, I, I wouldn't last. I, I would be, I'd be gone. Well, I, I think you would fit in just well because people here are very easy to talk to. They're very, very friendly. And you'll get on well, my friend. I can see why you're immensely successful. And I hope that we can help you in any way possible to grow your business and uh, make your message to the right people. Fantastic. Fantastic, Jim and Lucy. And I can, I can call you mate now. Indeed. Okay. <laughs> so you, you made a mate today. <laughs> okay. Take care, matey. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. This is Motivational Monday by, by Jim, Jim and Lucy. Lucy. Follow our podcast. And check out our website, jimandlucywoods.com.